Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another episode of the Clovis Culture Podcast. Today's episode is another COVID update. This is one of many updates at this point inside the Clovis Academy, where I have been documenting my entire experience with COVID-19. Of all the COVID updates I've done, this episode is hands down the most important, in my opinion. I say that because I know each and every one of you has been beaten over the head over the last six months by everything related to COVID as it pertains to treatments, medications, survival rates, case counts, etc., etc. This episode has nothing to do with any of those things. Today, I will be sharing my experience with COVID as it pertains to my mental health. This is something that is not being talked about nearly enough in the mainstream. In fact, it's really not being talked about much at all. Sure, you may have heard some statistics about suicides being up during the economic lockdown, but it's usually mentioned in passing, and then it's another story about Fauci or masks or ventilators or hydroxychloroquine or whatever the hell. The reason I'm so excited to share this particular episode is because, if I'm honest, I was not prepared at all for what COVID did to my mental health. I had zero fear of COVID. When I got my positive test result, no part of me was afraid. I knew that I would beat this thing, whether I did it naturally or through supplements or through medications like hydroxychloroquine. I knew that I was going to be just fine. I was going to bounce back quickly and get back to 100% before I knew it. However, I absolutely was not prepared for the toll that COVID took on my mental health. I won't beat a dead horse here because I'm going to cover all of this in the episode, but I will just say human beings are not designed to be sedentary. Human beings are not designed to be locked in their homes, isolated from all of society and their loved ones. Human beings are not designed to go 14 plus days without touching another human being. And human beings are absolutely not designed to only communicate with the outside world via screens and digital platforms. COVID took away my physical activity. It took away my social connection. It took away time with my family. It even took away my ability to run simple errands out in public. And as you'll hear in this episode, it really wasn't good for me. I was not feeling good by the end of my quarantine. And the reason why I highlight this episode is because so many people were living the way that I lived during quarantine, even pre-COVID. There are countless millions of people who are sedentary, who spend all of their time on screens, who have groceries and packages delivered to their house so they don't have to leave, who spend hours and hours on social media who have no routines of any kind to set themselves up for success. They don't have morning routines. They don't have evening routines. They are staring at screens from sunup to sundown, getting poor sleep, eating crappy food. And then they somehow wonder, as if it's a mystery, why they have no motivation to do the things necessary to improve their life their happiness, their fulfillment, their health. They feel like they have no motivation whatsoever because they set themselves up for failure day in and day out. If you followed me and my content for any length of time, you know that I never lack motivation, I don't lack willpower, and I don't lack discipline. I wake up every day excited to challenge myself and to live as the very best version of myself. And even still, after just the first 10 days of living with COVID, I felt my motivation, my willpower, and my discipline all start to deteriorate just because I couldn't perform my routines that include all of the things that set me up for success each and every day. Whether it's aerobic activity in the morning, or sauna, or cold showers, or daily fitness in the afternoons, all of these things that I rely on to help me be the best version of myself. When I can't participate in those activities each and every day, everything else starts to crumble, honestly. And this episode really helps me drive home a point that I share over and over with my clients within Clovis. So many people tell me that they don't have the motivation to do the things that they know they should be doing. 
and I try to help them flip the script and understand that the only way to have continued motivation, to have the discipline, to maintain consistent lifestyle practices, the only way to have that emotional, mental health tenacity is to simply do the things. Each and every day, you make tiny choices that will dictate your future. If you choose to be lazy, if you choose to not move your body, if you choose to be glued to screens, if you choose to not work on that project that you've been procrastinating for years, your future will look very, very bleak. However, if you can build systems in your life, routines that include daily practices that challenge you and make you better each and every day, the results are compounding and it does not become more difficult. The more you choose to do those things, the easier and easier it becomes to do them each and every day going forward. I hope this is all making sense to you and you're going to hear me talk about it a lot more in this episode. Again, I think this is my most important, most impactful COVID update so far. It may be the last COVID update. I'm not sure. I'm basically fully recovered at this point and living life exactly as I used to. And again, this is one of several updates I will share with you. I have been sharing the experience inside of my private Facebook group, The Clovis Academy, which you can join by visiting iamclovis.com slash Facebook. Again, iamclovis.com slash Facebook, so you can stay up to date with all of my COVID updates, which I normally do live and actually field questions from people watching the live video, so I can interact with you directly if you join that group at iamclovis.com slash Facebook. Now, again, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. I say this constantly on the podcast. Please do not mistake this for medical advice. I am simply sharing my experience with you. I am not saying you should do any of the things that I have done to deal with COVID. That is a conversation you will have to have with your healthcare professional, and I am consulting with some of the best doctors I have ever met behind the scenes to determine my own treatment for COVID-19. I am not a doctor, and this is not medical advice. Before we begin, I just want to tell you about a brand new free program that I have launched called the Clovis Crash Course. This is a course that will teach you everything you need to know about the Clovis lifestyle and my approach to nutrition and fitness. Over the course of five days, you will receive a daily email lesson and a daily video lesson covering the most critical aspects of health and wellness, and perhaps even more importantly, debunking some of the most common myths in the world of nutrition and fitness. Along with your daily video and email lessons, you will also receive links to YouTube videos and podcasts to help you further your education and continue learning about the topics we cover each day. Again, the Clovis Crash Course is 100% free. All you have to do to join is visit iamclovis.com slash crash course. Again, iamclovis.com slash crash course or just click on the link in the show notes within your podcast app. Sign up for the crash course and you will receive your day one email immediately. I cannot wait to share this information with you. All right, on to the podcast episode. Enjoy. What's up everybody? It's Justin. Happy Sunday. I hope you've had an amazing weekend. I just randomly decided to jump on here and do a little firefly chat. Not the greatest day here in Nashville. It's been super rainy all weekend, a little crappy, but I had a wonderful boat day on Friday, so that was all good. Um, but the weekend has been odd. So uh, I'm going to give you a bit of a COVID update here. So I feel pretty great. Um, it never progressed for me into anything respiratory. Uh, sinus congestion was probably my biggest complaint. And... Well, I guess my biggest complaint, yeah, would be sinus congestion, but then apart from that would just be general fatigue. And I was really sitting down thinking about this today because I spent the entire weekend really not feeling like myself. Uh, I haven't been as active in the Clovis community in the last few days. I haven't been as active with friends and family, really, in terms of testing, in terms of texting, phone calls those sorts of things. And generally speaking, I see my family quite often, but I haven't since testing COVID positive, of course, because I'm trying to stay away from people for sure. Um, 
so that said, I spent I spent the whole weekend just feeling like I was in a funk. Like, man, I'm in a funk. What is this all about? And that's interesting because the symptoms are are virtually gone at this point. Uh, the congestion is still. I, I guess it's it's weird. I don't know if it's just from congestion itself or because I was doing sinus washes every single day, multiple times a day. If I have some inflammation there, um, but still feel a little bit funny. And I know this because I've tried. I've been playing guitar and singing. So when I sing, playing guitar, doing some singing, playing piano, doing some singing, singing kind of helps me figure out where I'm at with sinus health. And I know that sounds kind of funny if you're not a singer. Um, but my whole career, I used to get chronic sinus infections. And I'd have to take steroids and antibiotics and all these things way before I was Clovis, right? And um, I've always been able to judge how my sinus health is doing based on whether or not I can sing. So my singing voice is still a little bit wonky. And hopefully that lets up soon. But I'm now, uh, tomorrow is 10 days since I have tested positive. So tomorrow is the technical end of my medical quarantine. Uh, I went to Vanderbilt to get my test done and they said that after 10 days, I guess I'm supposed to get another test. So I'll schedule another test and see if I'm negative. Hopefully it comes back negative. Uh, in the future, maybe I'll do an antibodies test just to see if the antibodies are showing up, even though the antibody tests are like 50% accurate or something ridiculous. So tonight is not gonna be a COVID update where I tell you, I think there's a bunch of fuckery going on and I think testing is weird and I think it's weird you can't get hydroxychloroquine and all these things. Like all that stuff still does exist. I think there is just madness going on. Um, you guys have seen back and forth comments and all the things I've gotten into about masks and all these different things. Tonight, I'm gonna talk about something completely different. I'm gonna talk about mental health and I'm gonna talk about where I'm at mental health wise. I am a very, very strong person when it comes to mental health. I don't think I've ever suffered from depression maybe some level of anxiety in that I am a very big dreamer and I have a lot of projects going on all at once. I tend to bite off more than I can chew and then somehow find a way to chew it all. That's just the way my brain goes. I have these oh shit moments, way too much. I've signed on for too much and then I just get it done. And that's the way that I've always been. And I attribute that to the fact that I have very, very clear, consistent, disciplined routines in my life. I have daily discipline. I have daily non-negotiables. You guys have heard me talk to you a lot in my content about the concept of non-negotiables. Even if you just have three non-negotiables a day, it's a game changer. I've talked to you guys about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you've ever asked me a question in which your results don't seem to be coming fast enough for your liking via email or something, I will give you the same answer. Consistency is king. Over and over, I say consistency is king. Consistency is king over the long term. We're setting you up for long-term sustainable success, long-term sustainable results. And I always talk to you about these things of the daily things that you can do each and every day. Now, people come to me all the time. They say, well, it's not a big deal. I only missed one day. I only missed one day of meditation or it was a rough week and I didn't meditate this week because I was just feeling stressed out and I didn't take cold showers this week because I was just feeling stressed out. Justin, I know you say we should journal every day, but I journal like every fifth day and I'm doing the best I can, Justin. I'm doing the best I can. <clears throat> These are the people that never get the results they want ever. It just doesn't happen. They never get the results they want. They never hold on to those results over time. They don't have the sustainability factor that comes along with consistency. And I have a huge opportunity now to help you understand this in a way that's gonna make a lot of sense. I have been in a funk all weekend. I've been a bit of a couch potato all weekend. I am not a couch potato, ladies and gentlemen. At my sickest, like deathbed, Justin is not a couch potato, right? I haven't had a sickness like that in longer than I can remember, right? But no, I don't do this. I, I don't lack motivation to get things done. I don't lack motivation to get into the Clovis community and chat with you guys and have conversations and get on Instagram and get on Facebook and create new content and write and record videos. I don't lack the motivation to do those things ever. This weekend, I have. Thursday, Friday even, I was feeling it. Maybe even Wednesday, I was feeling it. I said, I really can't come up with a new piece of content tonight for this Wednesday night AMA or Wednesday night video or whatever. Why am I telling you this? Am I telling you this to complain? Am I telling you this to get pity or sympathy? Am I telling you this to tell you that I feel differently about Clovis? No, I'm telling you that for the last two weeks of my life, my routines were taken away from me. I work with 
very high level functional medicine doctors. I work with business coaches. I work with all these different types of people that help guide my life and make some of the decisions for me. And I like that. So I talked to a lot of different doctors when I tested positive for COVID and everybody told me the same thing. I need to remove any and all stressors above the stress on my body that is COVID-19. An infection or an illness is a very significant stressor on your body. Therefore, I was told to shut down literally all stressors, including beneficial hormetic stressors, things like cold showers, things like infrared sauna, things like the very high intensity that is the Carol bike, right? Carol bike's only an eight minute ride, but it's absurdly high intensity. My calisthenics training, I gave up powerlifting a few weeks back. You guys might remember a little over a month ago, I decided I wasn't gonna powerlift anymore. I was gonna move into some calisthenics, treat my body with a little bit um, less intensity, perhaps. So this has basically been a two-week experiment of what happens, because I, I took these things away prior to testing positive to COVID. A few days before the test, I when I was having symptoms, I was like, something weird is going on here. Uh, I had symptoms for probably about a week before I actually got my test done. So I'm sharing all of this to tell you that I basically just went on an involuntary two-week removal of the things that make me perform at the highest level possible. There's a fantastic book I've told you guys about. I use a planner called the High Performance Planner, uh, Brendan Burchard's High Performance Planner. I've used this for a couple of years now. Since before I moved to Thailand, I was using the High Performance Planner. And he has a really great book called High Performance Habits. I highly recommend that you check this out. It's a very meaningful book. And it will change your life if you let it, along with Atomic Habits, along with the Four Agreements, along with all of these things that I've taught you to go look into, these rabbit holes I've asked you to go down. Because in this two-week experiment, all it took was literally 14 days for me to feel like a different fucking person that is not Justin. I want you to listen to that again, okay? It took me 14 days of not priming myself for success in the mornings and evenings with these routines that I've done for years to make me the person that I am, to build the companies that you know and love, to build Clovis, to build my fasting coach, to be Justin Nault the musician, to do all the things that I've done in my life. I had those routines taken out of my life for the fact of recovery and minimizing stress in my life for just 14 days. And I spent this weekend basically on my couch thinking to myself, I don't have the motivation to do anything right now. I, I was lucky yesterday to just get through and actually clear my email inbox, right? Now, in my brain, I could choose victimhood status here. And I could say, well, of course you didn't want to do work yesterday, Justin. You have COVID. You have COVID. Take it easy on yourself. Lay on the couch. Watch the TV. Eat the ice cream. You don't need to eat Clovis foods today. You're sick. You're sick. Go get yourself a burger. Get yourself some donuts. Do you have any candy in the house? Have some soda. Have a glass of wine. You deserve it. You're sick. You have COVID, right? Very easy to do those things. COVID did not make me feel this way. I slept 11 hours straight last night without even a bathroom break, right? But I'm more than 14 days into this thing and I'm metabolically healthy, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm dealing with right now, mentally, is not from an illness. It's from environmental factors. Environmental factors in my life that I don't necessarily have control over right now. I can't hug my family. I haven't hugged my family in over 14 days. My dad and my stepdad got together today at my dad's lake house to watch week one of NFL football. I couldn't go there. I absolutely would have been there. In any year prior, I would have been there with my dad and my stepdad watching football, right? I couldn't go there. When I do see my family, they stay 10 feet away from me like I'm some kind of leopard. You see what I'm seeing? See what I'm saying? And, and I'm on my couch and I'm watching TV and I'm, I'm thinking, what kind of content can I create right now? And I don't feel great and I don't feel like myself and I'm going for walks. I'm taking these walks because I'm just like, can I just go for a walk and move my body? And like I jumped in my mom's pool yesterday and today, I walked up to my mom's house because she wasn't there and I jumped in the pool and was swimming laps in her pool in the rain because I'm just like, I have to move my body. Human beings are not fucking meant for this, ladies and gentlemen. 
We are not meant to be isolated. We are not meant to be sedentary. We are not meant to eat garbage fucking food when we feel sick. When you feel sick, don't eat a fucking donut, okay? Don't. Don't do that to your body. If you love yourself, you will not do that. I have not strayed from my diet. You guys know that. I have not strayed from my diet. I've eaten nothing but whole foods this entire time. I focus on micronutrients, beef liver. I'm having beef liver every day. I'm having chicken bones. I'm drinking bone broth. Everything I get is the farm. It's grass-fed, pasture-raised beef. It's pasture-raised chicken, all these things. But ladies and gentlemen, I have not worked out in 14 days. I have not done any high-intensity training. I'm not allowed to use my sauna just the last couple days. Um, the doctors I'm working with said, maybe you can do your sauna for 20 minutes uh, every other day. Start with that. We still don't love cold showers right now, so I'm not taking cold showers. I'm not in the sauna. And when my routine gets fucked up, I can't get on the Carol bike. I can't get in the sauna. I can't do my cold shower. So now I wake up to do my morning routine, and I'm like, oh, uh, what do I do? So maybe I'll just sit on the floor and I'll meditate. Right? Maybe I'll sit on the floor and meditate. So, okay, I'll, I'll meditate, I guess. Like, let me try to do this. And I find myself anxious during the meditation. I've been meditating for years, ladies and gentlemen. For years. I've had moments where I've gone 450 plus days of meditation in a row. I'm very consistent. And I find myself 10 minutes into my meditation, opening my eyes to check a clock and like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this meditation. This doesn't, I'm just going to make coffee and go sit on the back porch and read a book or whatever. And then I'm reading a book and I can feel myself wanting to check my phone while I'm reading a book. This is not me, ladies and gentlemen. This is not me. And I'm telling you right now, if you think it's no big deal that you meditated twice a week instead of seven days a week, if you think it's no big deal that, well, Justin said I should do cold showers every day, but if I do one once a week, that's fine. Or Justin said, I need to get some daily exercise in, but you know what? I went for a walk twice last week and that's a lot more than I usually do, so that's probably good. You know, no, I'm telling you right now, my mental health is suffering because of these things, straight up. Now, I'm still happy, I'm still healthy, I still feel quite fulfilled in the work that I do and all these things. I, I don't feel depressed. Um, I don't honestly think I know like what a deep depression is, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not taking that away from anybody. Um, I don't really know what that is because I've never really experienced it. I've had moments of like a really bad breakup or a death in a family or something like that. I've had, I've had moments where my heart really hurts and I can't sleep well for a couple of days and things like that. I've had those kinds of things. Um, but I've never really had like a deep depression. I, I don't know, I don't think that I know what that is. So I, I try to empathize with that, knowing that I don't fully understand it. But I can say that right now, I am in an actual funk, for sure. There are a lot of chemical reactions that take place in your body when you do the things that I recommend that you do. Um, heat shock proteins that are released from sauna, cold shock proteins that are released from cold showers every day along with the release of adrenaline, noradrenaline, norepinephrine, all different words for the same thing, but you actually get a chemical release in the body, the activation from white fat into brown fat, your adipose tissue becomes metabolically active, you burn more calories when you're taking cold showers, you have a mood enhancement when you take cold showers, high intensity interval training, clinically proven for mental health to improve things, clinically proven to enhance mood and give you these chemical outputs in your body that make you feel a certain way. They're like drugs, literally. It's like you can get, you can almost get high from these things. So I don't have my high intensity training. I was doing resistance training. So I mean, uh, uh, calisthenics resistance training three days per week. I was about four weeks into this working with Dr. Wes Hendricks, with my own custom programming. So I was doing those workouts about an hour and 10 minutes, three times a week. I was doing those Monday, Wednesday, Friday, depending on what my aura ring was telling me. So that releases all sorts of endorphins and chemicals. Not only that, but it impacts my appetite in a way where after I work out, I enjoy food more. Everything feels better. I'm in a better mood. I, I de-stress, right? Like there's nothing better. Like if you've, never hit, if you've never hit a heavy bag, you guys know I was a boxer, right? If you've never hit a heavy bag, I can't think of much better than like even just three rounds on a heavy bag. The way that you feel after that is just off the charts better than when you went into that experience. I promise you, like it's very difficult to have daily exercise, daily sweat, daily output. It's very difficult to do that and be in a bad mood. So I'm telling you guys right now that like, I, I know some of you look at me in a certain way and, and look at my lifestyle and think that it might be unattainable for you in these things. You guys have told me this privately behind the scenes. I get all sorts of messages from people that are like, it's easy for you, you're Justin, man. And I'm like, no, it, I had to get here. I took the last eight years of my life studying and deep diving 
and digging into biochemistry and digging into spirituality and digging into personal development and digging into therapy and group therapy and everything in between and figuring out how do I become the best version of myself? And that is through daily practice. Daily practice, daily discipline, daily rituals, daily routines, daily non-negotiables. If you're in a hotel room, you can work out. You can do a 10-minute bodyweight demand training workout. This is what I do when I travel. I can't tell you how many hotel rooms I've worked in, worked out in. How many times I've been upside down doing handstand push-ups on the wall of a random hotel room, right? This is incredibly important, everybody. It's incredibly important. It's incredibly important that you do the things that set you, that set you up for success. Tony Robbins calls it priming. So Tony Robbins does his morning, morning priming. He primes himself for the day. He has breathing exercises. He has a cold plunge. He's rich, so he has a cold plunge in his house, right? He breathing exercises, a cold plunge. He jumps on a trampoline every morning, gets the blood flowing, all these things. For me, it's cold showers. It's the carol bike. It's the sauna. It's meditation. It's journaling. Granted, yes, I've been doing meditating and I've been journaling during this experience with COVID, but what I'm telling you is even when I lose a few of those things that I've trained my body to expect, the other things become more difficult. Journaling and meditating, my headspace becomes more difficult. So I actually switched my, my journaling up during COVID and just made sure that every morning when I journal, rather than my stream of conscious journal, journaling, I actually just list 10 things that I'm grateful for and why I'm grateful for them. So I can't just say like, oh, the sun on my skin. I'm grateful for the sun on my skin. I have to say, why am I grateful for the sun on the skin? How does that make me feel? What does that do for me, my health? Why am I thankful for this thing? So I actually felt my mental state kind of slipping in the beginning of COVID. And I said, okay, I don't need stream of consciousness right now. I don't need stream of consciousness journaling because I might go down some dark paths because I'm not feeling my best. So let me switch to gratitude journaling because that's probably what my soul needs right now. My soul needs some gratitude because I can't see my family, I can't work out, I can't take cold showers, I can't go in the sauna, I can't do the things that I want to do, I can't go out and have any kind of community or social life right now, right? So I need to do what's best for me in the moment and it felt to me like gratitude journaling was best in the moment. So the gratitude journaling has been really, really great for me, that's been really powerful. Um, but I'm hoping that, so tomorrow I have a call with Wild Health with my health coach and Dr. Mallon and we're gonna put a plan together to get me back in the gym, to get me back to doing things uh, that I do for my, for my own mental health and for my own physical health as well. So I do know that they're probably gonna have me do like, you know, if I do a resistance training session, I'm probably gonna have to put two days of recovery in between uh, that resistance training session until my next resistance training session. So um, things will probably, probably look a little bit different. They're probably gonna have me doing like, you know, 30 minute, very light, uh, Carol bike rides at like 118 heart rate for me, like very, very low heart rate aerobic threshold training. So I'll probably be like, you know, listening to an audible book and just doing some slow cardio, uh, maybe doing 15 minutes of sauna. Hopefully I can get back to cold showers. So, I mean, I'm going to bounce back from this thing. No problem. Um, but this is important for people to hear. I, 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 I don't know how to word this, but I consider myself a, a very mentally strong person and just 14 days of not being able to do the things that make me a high performance person because look I'm all for humility and being humble and all these things I am a very high performance person my output is ridiculous <laughs> I'm a very very high performance person uh, the number of slack channels I am on for different freaking projects just on a given day is baffling, right? I'm involved in a lot of things and I perform well in all of those pursuits and endeavors. I consider myself a high performance person and I absolutely got my ass kicked by this thing. Not from a mental health perspective, I got my ass kicked by this thing. I don't feel right right now. I just don't. And it's important for me to share that. It's important for you guys to know when you look at my life and you say, yeah, it's easy for Justin to say, it's easy for Justin to say cold showers are great because he's been taking a cold shower every day for five years. It's easy for him. I'm on day one. Well, I was on day one once upon a time too. And I'm telling you right now, if you think you can do this thing, if you think that you can, 
be the best version of yourself without daily habits, without daily discipline, without taking the time to do the things that put you in the best mental state to succeed, if you think you can do that, you are in for a very serious uphill climb. And nothing drives me crazier than when people see the things that I do, cold showers, all the things, right? I could list them all again. Yeah, I've said them 30 times on this message so that anybody coming in here right now who just started watching or whatever, we're listening to these, who are just listening to this, who are just coming in and missed the first 20 minutes of this. I'm talking about the power of daily routines and daily habits and daily rituals, right? It's super, super important. You need these things. I promise you, you need them. There are a lot of you that are flailing around and you're saying, how come I just can't seem to be consistent? You're not consistent because you're not consistent. Because you make deals with yourself. You tell yourself it's okay that you skipped meditation today. You tell yourself that it's okay that you skipped journaling. You tell yourself that it's okay that you had the Dr. Pepper. You tell yourself that it's okay that you stopped for fast food because the boss kept you late at work and now you just really don't feel like cooking and one day of Wendy's this week isn't gonna kill you. All of those teeny tiny little bullshit decisions are dragging you down. They are like anchors around your body. And you're trying to get to this situation so it's very easy for you to say, it's easy for Justin, it's easy for Justin, it's easy for Justin. It's easy for Justin because I've been doing it for so long consistently. It was not easy in the beginning. Cold showers every day were not easy. Learning how to journal every day was not easy. Meditation every day was not easy. Ladies and gentlemen, my fucking mind wanders every single bit as much as your mind wanders when you meditate. So don't fucking tell me you can't meditate because your mind wanders. That's the point of mindfulness. That's it. When you feel your mind wandering and you bring it back to the breath, that's a rep. That's one rep. And it doesn't matter if your mind wanders 45 times in your five-minute meditation and you have to pull it back. Congratulations, you just got 45 reps. None of this is easier for me than it is for you. Regardless of your life situation, none of this is easier for me than it is for you. But I'm telling you right now, my life is so much better when I am that person when I am doing those things consistently, when I am not making up bullshit excuses for why I can't do something, or telling myself, Justin, take it easy on yourself, man. It's okay, you had one crappy weekend, dude. What's the big deal? Some people go months down in the dumps feeling crappy. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm not gonna accept that in my life. Tomorrow, I'm gonna have a call with my doctors and I'm gonna say, can I get back on the Carol bike? Can I do some resistance training? Can you give me back my cold showers? Can you give me my sauna, right? We need these things, ladies and gentlemen. We live in a crazy, chaotic environment that has never existed before in human history. We're in the middle of a pandemic. The average screen time, I actually ask people to share their screen time with me, and the average screen time on phones is like eight hours a day. It's like eight hours a day. I went through, I went back through it on my own phone looking at my average screen time over COVID because my screen time went up since I've been uh, tested positive for COVID and my average screen time is two and a half hours on my phone. This is not acceptable to me, ladies and gentlemen. Two and a half hours on my phone is not okay with me. Did I mention that I run four digital companies and two and a half hours on my phone is not acceptable to me? Go into your general settings on your iPhone and look at your screen time and find your average time and adjust. Look at these things, ladies and gentlemen. If me doing this for 14 days can literally like get me down in the dumps and make me think I'm in some kind of funk that I need to get out of, can you imagine the people who are living their lives eight hours a day on their phone, who are sedentary beyond belief. They just don't, I don't like fitness, so I'm not even gonna go for a walk to the first telephone pole away from my house and turn around and come back. No daily movement practice, no daily journaling, no daily meditation, no hormetic stressors like cold showers or sauna, no daily planning and a high performance planning, no uh, high performance performance planner, no reading books every day, no even freaking coffee ritual of brewing some coffee and sitting outside and getting daily sunlight. Ladies and gentlemen, I would argue that some, some fucking 98% of people probably don't have these practices in their lives. And we wonder why we have these epidemics of depression and we have epidemics of obesity and we have suicide levels being what they are since this pandemic. We are not built for this. You are not built for this kind of shitty existence. So don't accept it. Don't allow it. Listen to what I'm saying right now. 
if you wake up tomorrow and you go, ah, fuck it, it's still another day of the pandemic. Justin said I should meditate, but my mind wanders when I meditate. So I'm just going to watch TV instead, or I'm just going to whip out my phone and get on Instagram first thing out of bed in the morning, and I'm going to check YouTube, and I'm going to do this and that before I've even had a chance to, to have a moment with my own thoughts after rolling out of bed. If you roll over out of bed and the first thing you do is grab your phone, fix that habit first. Start there. Don't do that. <laughs> Put your phone in airplane mode. Sit down Indian style and meditate for 10 minutes. I don't care what you do. Just don't grab the phone first thing in the morning. And this is why books like Atomic Habits are so important because you're priming yourself. By Atomic Habits, he doesn't just mean like a very small habit. He does mean a small habit, but he means it's compounding. If you take these teeny tiny habits, like if you fold your workout clothes and your workout sneakers and put them next to your bed so that when you wake up, it's the first thing you see, you're more likely to work out that morning. So it's not a habit of working out. It's a habit of folding the clothes and putting them where you can see them the night before. That's the atomic habit that sets you up for success. I think people get confused when I talk about the atomic habits book because they think it just means some small habit, like, like an atomic habit, like meditate for one minute a day. That's a small habit. It doesn't mean that. It's an atomic habit. Like, let's say you have a delicious smoothie that you make. It's like your paleo powder plus a, a handful of berries plus some avocado, some MCT oil. Maybe you put some extra monk fruit in there. It's super sweet. Tastes like a dessert smoothie. Tastes really, really good, but it's still super healthy. Well, what if you say, I'm not allowed to have that smoothie. The only time in my life I'm allowed to have that smoothie is after a workout. That's another habit. Oh, I love that smoothie and I really want it but my brain knows I only get that smoothie when I work out. And this is how the daily habits set you, set you up for success. The few, the handful of things that I do that's probably about an hour long, I probably have about an hour to a 90 minute routine in the morning uh, when I have my Carol bike, when I have sauna, when I have cold showers, brew my coffee, I do at least 20 minutes of reading every morning on my Kindle in the sunshine with my coffee. These things that I do, it's probably an hour, an hour and a half a day, but those things compound and they set me up on a trajectory of success. You know, nothing drives me crazier than, than I mean, I, I love my friends and family, don't get me wrong, but like almost everyone I've talked to since I've been doing COVID is like, well, Justin, you know, you work so hard. You, it's good that you're laying on the couch. It's good you're laying on the couch and taking this time for yourself. You need to relax, buddy. Don't do so much work all the time, blah, 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 blah. I love everything I do. Why would I not want to work? If I love what I'm doing, if I'm building companies that I care about and I'm helping hundreds of people, if not thousands of people with the work that I'm doing, the work I'm doing lights me on fire. The things I do every day makes me feel good. Working out my body, getting sweat pouring out of my pores, this makes me happy. It makes me feel good. It's very, very easy to slip into this place where now you've been sedentary for a week. Now you've been sedentary for 14 days. Well, I had a virus for 14 days and that couch feels pretty good. So even when I test negative for COVID, I'm gonna take it easy. Maybe I'll just go for a walk every day for a couple of weeks. I'll get back into calisthenics training at some point. Do I really need to do the sauna? Do I really need to do a cold shower every day? It's so easy for that shit to creep into your psyche and fuck you up completely and you never get back on track. And then a year and a half later, you're going, how did I just gain 60 pounds? I was doing so good on Clovis is because something happened in your life that gave you an excuse. 14 days turned into 30 days. 30 days turned into 90 days. 90 days turned into 120 days of you coming up with reasons why it's okay to lay on the couch and not take cold showers and not meditate and not eat Clovis and not work out and not do any of the things that you know you need to do to be a high performance person. No high performance person gets there by accident, ladies and gentlemen. They get there through daily practice. And I'm here to tell you what has happened to me in 14 days of no daily practice. Pretty crazy stuff, right? I don't feel like myself right now. And I'm telling you, by this coming Friday, I will certainly feel like myself. I know that I will because I know exactly what I'm going to do to get back on track. It's the same way when somebody eats Clovis for 90 days straight and then they go, ah, fuck it, I'm going to try some fast food and eat some cheesecake and drink a Bud Light. And they feel like death the next day. It feels like the worst hangover they've ever had. And they go, why do I do that to myself? That's how I feel about not doing high performance habits every day. I'm looking at you guys saying, why do you do this to yourselves? 
For those of you that are living sedentary lives and you're not eating Clovis and you don't have daily habits, you don't have a mindfulness practice, you don't take cold showers, you're not journaling, you're not reading books and learning and growing, you got eight hours of average screen time on your phone every day, why do you do that to yourself? Why? So that's the way that I see it. And that's the way I see it for myself. I'm not going to do this to myself going forward. I had COVID, congratulations. I'm fine, I'm not gonna die everybody. I'm gonna be just fine and I'm gonna get back on track. That's it, that's my rant for the evening. Let me see some of these comments before my neighbors get mad at me for yelling out here. All right, what do we got here? Let's see, let's see. They're both great. Okay, we were talking about books earlier. Oh man, I was wondering when this video was going to surface. Yeah, I was wondering too. Hugs are important for survival and I am hug deficient. Everyone's hug deficient right now. It's sick. It's a sick, twisted, disgusting thing that is happening in society right now that we don't hug each other. It makes me crazy. Cindy, I love your honesty. It sure makes me think about it a lot. Wishing you all the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And you guys have been awesome through this whole thing, by the way. I've gotten so many like, you know, get well soon wishes and amazing words of kindness and everything. You guys have been awesome. It's really beautiful and it warms my heart. And, and I hope you know that when I'm saying these things to you, when I'm saying, why do you do that to yourself? I'm saying that to you because I love you and I want you to be happy. Genuinely. That's, that's actually what I want. All, all I ever want to do is, is literally love people. And, and I want them to be happy and I want them to feel fulfilled and I want them to feel like their life has meaning and it's worth, it's worth it to do these things. I want them to feel like they are valuable enough to give themselves the gift of proper health, to give themselves the gift of high performance, to become the best version of themselves. Love yourself enough to prime yourself every day for success. Oh man, the mental emotional ramifications are so big. Thank you for making the point to share how you're feeling. Thank you. I self-isolated by myself going through my breakup all of June and half of July. I was alone for six weeks and understand where you are coming from. Don't forget to look forward to things that are to come. Felt like I was waiting for Christmas, waiting to see the things I used to love. It feels endless. Yes, absolutely. Always, 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 always understanding the big picture, right? I tend to think of things in the macro. This is why I really, you guys know I, I hate, what results will I get in seven days? How much weight will I lose in 14 days? What, will, what do I do on day 31? Do I get to eat junk food again? No, this is the rest of your life. We're talking about the rest of your life. So that's the thing with, with what I'm going through right now is it's, it's quite easy for me to just look back and go, oh, you've been a high performance person for years. You're going to be a high performance person again. This is not a big deal. But that said, it doesn't change like this weekend. I just felt like I was in a funk. I didn't feel awesome. And that's okay. And I can have those moments. But it is very, very important to get back on track as soon as I can. Very, very important. You don't let another day slip past don't let another additional day beyond what you need to happen, happen. Meaning if you have something like COVID and you test negative and you've gotten over it and you're feeling pretty good, don't just say, well, I'll work out tomorrow. Well, I'll work out tomorrow. Because this 14 day COVID thing could easily turn into 30 days, 90 days, 120 days, like I just pointed out. Cameron, my mom tells me all the time that attitude is everything. That's very true. Attitude is 100% everything. The, the lens through which you view your life will determine your life. I actually firmly believe, uh, this gets into some interdimensional stuff and 5D and all this crazy stuff that I'm into, um, but I actually think that we paint reality, each and every one of us. This reality that I have for myself, I've built it for whatever reason. What I believe to be true is true. What I see is fact as I see it. I can never see the world through Cameron's eyes or Leslie's eyes or Stephanie's eyes, right? They could be living in a complete different dimension that I never see, genuinely. You, you, you have zero proof that you're not the only person in this dimension that you live in. It's very crazy to think about, but attitude literally is everything. I think we actually can manif manifest things. I do believe that. Leslie, add deep depression onto what you are experiencing. That's been me for the last year. I cannot get my head around getting back onto full protocol and exercise. I've been so fucked up since I sustained a concussion last December, not making excuses as much as stating a timeline for my spiral. Not excuses, yeah, and, and, and I, of course, I empathize with that, and, and I would never sit here and say, yeah, but, or try to diminish what you're saying or anything like that. This, this is a very serious challenge, and I see it happen a lot. Um, this actually happens a lot with soldiers. So soldiers will have a traumatic brain injury, they'll, they'll have TBI, and the next six months for them is very, very dark. A lot of them go through deep depressions, and they end up drinking, and suicide happens, and all these things, and 
I think it's wrongfully diagnosed, actually, as PTSD. I think a lot of these soldiers are dealing with traumatic brain injury that has not been diagnosed correctly, not, has not been handled correctly. So, Leslie, uh, I recommend you look up the work of Dr. Mark Gordon. Mark Gordon uh, handles specifically TBI in uh, mostly soldiers, but he also works with high-performance athletes like MMA fighters and things like this. So... Again, we're talking about that spiral that I just said it's very easy to fall into. It's very easy to say, I have a concussion, therefore I haven't been able to get my nutrition and exercise back on track. That is actually a very backward way to look at it. I'm not saying you do anything wrong, but your nutrition and exercise are the number one thing for that concussion, period. And if you can't exercise in the beginning, that's fine. Nutrition is literally the number one thing. Nutrition and nutritional supplements. Um, things like vitamin D, omega-3s, electrolytes are huge for anything neurological. Absolutely huge. So I hate, to, I hate to put it to you this way, but if you're dealing with something like a traumatic brain injury, you don't have a choice but to have the best possible nutrition. That is assuming you want to recover as quickly as possible and get your life back. You know, um, And that sucks. I know that's kind of a tough love thing. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not trying to add to your situation here um, but there are certain situations it's like someone if someone has a, a, a serious seizure disorder and the doctor says you need to follow a ketogenic diet or you're gonna have 20 seizures a day that person doesn't really have a say in the matter of whether or not they get to follow a proper nutrition protocol so I'm telling you this Leslie because I feel the same way about traumatic brain injury and I handled it I've handled this with many fighters you guys know I do nutrition for MMA fighters um, I've been down this road before so if you have something like a concussion, you don't really have a say in the matter. Your nutrition has to be perfect and everyone in your life around you has to be your support system and make sure that this thing works so you can recover properly. Um, so think about it that way. The next time somebody asks you like, hey, why are you eating this way or your family doesn't want to support your nutrition decisions? Be like, you need to start treating me like I have a seizure disorder because I have a serious brain problem. I've had a traumatic brain injury and I need help with this. And that is non-negotiable. When you have something like that, Leslie, I'm telling you, it's non-negotiable. Oh man, the power of routine. Snowball effect, absolutely. Michelle, amen, and my body is telling me so. Baby steps, I'm starting with food choices and exercise. Fantastic. And remember, exercise doesn't have to look like a CrossFit workout, right? That's another thing is people come in, they're brand new to this thing, and they're looking at their favorite Instagram model with the squat booty, and they're, they're going to do their 100 squats a day challenge and get six-pack abs challenge and blah, blah, blah. No, literally, your workout for the day can be a 30-minute walk. Wherever your body is, meet your body where it's at and just get daily movement in. There's like P90X, um, P90X3, I actually don't recommend the rest of the program, but they have like a 30-minute yoga video that's great and not that difficult. Get on YouTube and search 30-minute yoga stretches or beginner's yoga or things like this. Like it doesn't have to be some crazy badass workout every day that's intimidating or unpleasant for you. What else we got? Have not been able to, Leslie, yes, and I totally know that the things I am doing or am struggling to rally for is the very thing I need help with. I think I'm just back at the bottom of my barrel right now. We'll look up Gordon. Thank you, much love. Yeah, much love to you too. Look up, looked up Dr. Gordon for sure. And just, I mean, I would literally treat it like, um, you know, it's like people who are celiac, uh, who have serious celiac disease, who like have one bite of gluten and are in the bathroom for the next three days. They're not gonna have gluten products in their house. They're just not gonna do it, right? So just make it a non-negotiable. If you know that you have a traumatic brain injury and depression that you're trying to recover from, Junk food is not allowed in your house. It just isn't, period. That's it, right? It's the same way when I am physically able, the, the, what this whole talk goes to, what I've been talking about since the beginning, as soon as I am physically able and medically cleared by doctors, why would I not take a cold shower every day if I know it makes me feel amazing? Why would I not do a workout if I know it makes me feel amazing? Why would I not journal and meditate and do the sauna if I know it makes me feel amazing? The same question goes to you. If you're dealing with traumatic brain injury and depression, why would you allow junk food in your home? That's a question. And I'm not even saying that maybe you don't have junk food in your home, but I'm just saying like, this is for everyone listening, right? We're using Leslie's story to maybe resonate with some other people who might be dealing with something similar in their life. That's why I love these, these Facebook Lives because we might say something about Leslie's story that really resonates with somebody else. And they say, oh my God, that's crazy. I'm going through the same thing. And Justin just said this thing. And I do have a bunch of junk food in my house. Why do I do this to myself? Why do I set myself up for failure? You know, an alcoholic isn't gonna have bottles of whiskey in every room of their house. It's a real bad idea. So anyway, I think that's it for me, you guys. I just wanted to pop in here and have a little firefly chat because something about this place right here, when I have the, my little bistro lights set up and I can hear the bugs and everything, 
I just love having these talks with you and they get super real. So um, I'll probably put this one out as a podcast as well. Um, just really hoping that, that me sharing my COVID story can help people. And, you know, I've talked enough about masks and hydroxychloroquine and zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D and all the things that I'm doing and blah, 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 right? This is the important stuff. We're still emotional beings at the end of the day. We are emotional, spiritual beings, I believe, first. Yes, you need to take care of this meat suit with your nutrition and your exercise and all those things. But we are emotional and spiritual beings first. Always remember that. Never, ever, ever forget that. And give your body the best chance for success. Okay? It's great. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my epic long rants. I really appreciate it. And I hope this has been helpful for you guys. And I will keep you posted every step of the way. You'll see me on Instagram. As soon as I'm back in those gymnastics rings, I'm going to be posting on Instagram and it's going to feel like I won the damn lottery. And this also makes me very, very grateful for the way that my life is. I mean, I am going to feel like a million bucks on those gymnastics rings. I'm going to feel like a million bucks on that Carol bike. I'm going to feel like a million bucks in every cold shower going, man, I, I need to not take this for granted. I need to not take this for granted. This is beautiful that I get to do this, that my body is able to do this. I need to be grateful for this every single day. And I need to practice gratitude. So I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing Sunday. I'll see you guys tomorrow in the groups. I love you. Good night. What's up, everybody? Justin, again, I hope you enjoyed that episode, and I hope that me sharing my personal experience with COVID will add some value to your life, uh, maybe the lives of your loved ones, maybe some people who are pretty terrified of coronavirus and COVID but may not personally know anyone who has dealt with it. I'm really hoping that sharing my experience and allowing people to get a behind-the-scenes look on what this illness, COVID-19, is like for a young, metabolically healthy individual will help to at least squash some of the fears around this thing. I am blown away every day by the intensity of the fear-mongering that is coming out of mainstream media, mainstream news outlets surrounding COVID-19. I, I think it's absolutely criminal how bad they are, are scaring people, in all honesty. Um, given what the survival rate is, et cetera, et cetera. And again, I have previous podcasts talking about that, and I will have more COVID updates for you moving forward. Just a reminder, you can sign up for the free Clovis Crash Course, a five-day crash course on all things nutrition and fitness. Just visit IamClovis.com slash crash course. Again, IamClovis.com slash crash course course, sign up for the free Clovis Crash Course, and you will receive your day one email immediately. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.